the word producer can't just have one definition because it is people who can do so many different things. So the way I would describe it is the person behind the curtain who gets everything done that you don't see in the finished product. So whether it's communicating with different people or organizing things or making sure the studio is set up, making sure we have the right cameras there, communicating with talent, coming up with questions, making sure the interviewer knows what they're doing. It's just like all these tasks that you don't necessarily know how to write down in a job description. From the cubicle to the lab, the studio to the war room, climbing the corporate ladder or joining a scrappy startup, experience a day in the life of the jobs you want. This is the Experience a Day in the Life podcast. We interview professionals, entrepreneurs, and recent grads about what a day is actually like on the job, hour by hour, or as we like to call it, they're a diddle, spelled A-D-I-T-L, which stands for a day in the life. This podcast will inspire you to gain experience beyond the classroom and launch a career of your own. We're your hosts, Chris DeBeau and Matt Poe. Welcome to part one in the two-part Entertainment Daily series. In this episode, we'll experience a day in the life of an associate producer on Entertainment Weekly's video team, so you can decide if this is a career that's right for you. Tara leads a New York video production team by quality controlling content, administering deadlines, heading media management tasks, and, of course, delivering dope content. Let's get right into the day. It's 7 a.m. in New Jersey, and Tara was just waking up wishing she could sleep just a little bit longer. She is not a morning person and loves her sleep, so much so that she had her lunch and outfit for the day picked out already the night before to be up and out the door in 20 minutes. She commutes to New York City from Jersey City and is in the office downtown by 8.45 for her 9 to 5 shift. The agenda on this particular day was as follows. Tara tackled an edit for a project she spearheaded. She attended meetings, solicited and provided feedback on video projects, managed and organized media, and so much more. Quite the day she had. Let's meet Tara and learn more about what she does. So my name is Tara Reed, and I am an associate producer on Entertainment Weekly's video team. So my role consists of producing and interviewing for different shoots and also editing that content for EW.com and EW's social media platforms. So for me personally, I produce a lot of shoots that are just straightforward interviews. So it'll just be maybe like one or two actors or directors or, you know, whatever, talent-wise, talking off camera to an interviewer and just have like a wide shot and a close shot of them. And we'll usually edit those into like two-minute videos and and incorporate some like B-roll and music and graphics and things like that. That's kind of the standard thing I've been producing. But EW's video team at large, they do, you know, cover shoot videos where whoever we have on the cover will do a very, very like high production video shoot with them with like a set and hair and makeup. And it's very, very glamorous and visually pleasing. So on our video team, it is the five of us. So I'm an associate producer. There's another video editor, a video optimizer, and then a video producer, and then my 
manager who is our senior video producer. So I work closest to them. We also work really, really close with our social media team. We work a lot with other brands across Meredith to syndicate content content and share videos with each other. And what that looks like is if Entertainment Weekly has an article about Ariana Grande's love life, we might not necessarily make a video to match that because it's not really content that like does well for us. Instead of people's personal lives, we try to focus on artists and celebrities' artwork or like, you know, movie reviews or television reviews or what fans think about certain things like that. So instead of making a video about Ariana Grande's love life, we would just get that video shared from People magazine. How do you concisely define producer knowing everything you know today? I think the word producer can't just have one definition because it is people who can do so many different things. So The way I would describe it is the person behind the curtain who gets everything done that you don't see in the finished product. So whether it's communicating with different people or organizing things or making sure the studio is set up, making sure we have the right cameras there, communicating with talent, coming up with questions, making sure the interviewer knows what they're doing. It's just like all these tasks that you don't necessarily know how to write down in a job description. 9 a.m., she reads her manager's game plan email, which is basically just a breakdown of tasks that each team member should be focusing on for the day slash that week. Organization and prioritization is key in the production world. In the worksheet, you had said that you were tasked with finding old archive footage of past shoots. And I want to talk about how, how you archive the footage And how do you locate said archived footage? So we have this software called, we call it the MAM, and it stands for Media Asset Management. And there's a whole team dedicated to just like making sure footage stays there, is safe there, and people can access it. And it holds all of our footage because it's tagged with specific words for like entertainment or like whatever like series it's for. And aside from that, we also keep a Google sheet to track everything we've made video wise. And it'll keep track of the date, who edited it, the headline for it, where we can find like where we edited the video, the link to it, the social link to it, like a bunch of things like that. I think what makes searching a lot easier is taking a step back and realizing that one when you're at the time that you're actually putting the footage into the software, you have to be very like organized and include lots of like tags and keywords to make your job easier in the future. Tara was able to locate the hard to find footage and send that footage to an editor for video production. Tara told us that when sending edit directions, she has to be as detailed as possible, especially if someone isn't very familiar with your style and workflow. We're not saying write a novel here, but make sure your editor is equipped with all the direction and resources she or he needs for their job. 10 a.m. Tara dove into her big edit for the day, featuring the drag queens from season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race. But let's take a step back. I want to talk about the shoot itself. How do you get the ideas like approved? Like where does the idea originate and who has to sign off on the project to put it into motion? This video came across our radar because 
a writer for EW is on the RuPaul beat, if you will. So any stories that come up involving RuPaul's drag race, he's the one that interviews the drag queens or writes the article for it. He had this idea because season 11 was approaching and he wanted to bring all 15 of them into our studio for a shoot. So he got it approved by the video team, so my manager, and also the social team, because uh, a big thing to consider is we make videos to put in our articles online, but if we can also use those videos on our social media platforms, that's even better. But it's up to the social team if they want to post them or not. They have learned through years of experience that sometimes even if a video is doing well in an article, we don't necessarily know if it'll do well online. So it's kind of up to them to decide like, sorry, we're not gonna post this or like, yeah, we're gonna post this at this time and this is when the audience is watching, etc. And I had to go into the studio and talk to the crew and say, hey, we're gonna have 15 people with huge wigs on sitting here. Like, <laughs> what chairs do you suggest? Or like, how do you think we can fit all this? And we actually had a scheduled time in the studio like a few days before the actual shoot to just like set up all the chairs and have people sit in and have the cameras all set up to see if it could fit because it's it's not like the hugest room like we actually were able to just fit all 15 chairs and like in our wide shot it's like from the person's wow. shoulder to the person's shoulder like we just got it all in and we had five different camera angles so had to like make sure all of that was like you know all said and done um and yeah, it was it was a lot. <laughs> I bet. That falls under the getting shit done category. Exactly. Something I specifically remember about this shoot was five minutes before they were showing up, the editor texted me and was like, hey, they want Red Bull. Can you make that happen? So there's like a Rite Aid run right under my office and I ran down and I bought like a few packs of Red Bull to just like have in our green room for them. That's awesome. I yeah. just, I, the, the, the picture in my mind of drag queens requesting Red Bull <laughs> yeah. is, is hysterical. It's hysterical. Yeah. They had a full day of press, you know. Oh, yeah. They, they, they needed some more energy. Back to the edit. Tara's worked on this video from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And she told us the challenge with this video in particular was the fact that it was the first time she edited something with five different camera angles. So to put in perspective, that's five camera angles, four microphones, 15 queens, lots going on. And like figuring out, and they all like talked over each other too. So it was just a headache trying to figure out like which audio to use and which section and like who to cut to here and like can we get a close-up of them there oh no we can't because the camera was actually focusing to try to get there yeah so a lot of things like that so yeah. for for us not savvy producers or editors what does your screen look like when you say you have five camera angles and four mics like what yeah. like when you're editing this can you kind of Sure. Describe it. Yeah. So in Adobe Premiere Pro, I used a multicam. So the video block was just one. And then I can switch to the five different shots by clicking one, two, three, four, five. Is that easier? I find it a lot easier. Okay. Yeah. Because I can basically just like watch it in the wide. And then when it gets to a particular person, make a cut there, switch to two to like go to like their close up or, or you know, and then like the next person might be like on three. So I just kind of like click through those numbers to get to each different shot. And then the tricky part comes with singling out 
which audio to use. So there's four tracks, but you don't want all four playing all the time. So I'll like mute three of them and have one play when it's one person talking and then mute that one and unmute a different one when it's a different person talking. But that proves to be challenging when 15 people are talking over each other and you don't really know which one is the best one to use. I have a question. With You say that EW it produces videos and content about the artist's art itself. What if like Beyonce drops an album like unexpectedly and you have this set schedule of like what's supposed to come out when? Would you create a video in response? What's... You ever drop everything and just like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I feel like there are two instances where we would drop everything to complete something like that. We have Google Analytics open all day on our desktop to see our which articles are doing the best. And so we kind of use that as a way to say like, okay, if that article is doing the best, it means if we have a video in there, that video is going to get a lot of views. So let's cover that. So if there is breaking news and an article is at the top, if I was, you know, working on this RuPaul edit, I would put that on pause for a second and make a quick news video to put in there. Another thing like that is with like celebrity deaths. After she corresponded and organized the media with the writers and social media team, it was noon and Tara stepped away to eat lunch for about 30 minutes. Short lunch. She really values the time she gets to take a break and recharge. I think it's important because I just don't think human beings are manufactured to sit all day. <laughs> I, I think it is bad for your health, both like f talking physically, but also just like mentally and emotionally too. I think it's good to just like have a change of pace, a different like scenery, you know, get a little bit of exercise in if you could go and take a walk. I think all of that is like super, super important. And you said it's super important to make your desk feel homey. Why is that? And what do you mean by homey? So if we're going to spend 40 hours or more a week at a place and if you don't like if you don't feel like comfortable there or like you want to spend time there it's I find that unfortunate and I think it's up to you to change that. So I have a lot of photos at my desk of like friends and my boyfriend and family just to like make me smile throughout the day. I have a plant there because I think plants are amazing. <laughs> yeah, and just like different like knickknacks here and there just like that remind me of like certain things and like bring back memories while I'm working. Nice. Just like, yeah, it feels nice. It's also like a nice like conversation starter if someone comes over and like talks to you and then they might like ask about a particular thing and then like, you know, you can start a conversation from there. Nice. I didn't think, I didn't think that. about yeah. that. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. But after lunch, you get right back into it. 20 minutes, you're back in. And the afternoon is usually when more meetings pick up, you say. You had a meeting for a shoot that you were producing to go over the logistics with the EW writer who would be interviewing the talent. When you talk about logistics, you talked about it, you know, a little bit, but... What insight are you getting from this? For this particular meeting, we were preparing for a shoot with the actress Isabel Hubert, who recently was in the movie Greta. And it was another situation where an EW writer was covering that story and wanted to bring her in. And he had a very creative idea to have Isabel chop up and destroy stuffed animals while drinking wine. And that's Sounds just fun. like it and just like not say anything because her character in this movie was like very wild and crazy. She basically like lures in this girl and kind of like kidnaps her and treats her as a pet. And like she just like 
is wild and off the deep oh, end wow. an e- evil person and she okay. does it flawlessly <laughs> um but yeah so they, we we ran into a lot of roadblocks with this because the studio was concerned with bringing weapons into the studio and just the logistics of like having wine and a glass and like what if the glass breaks where are we getting the wine who's ordering these stuffed animals do you have a cutting board who's paying for all this is she locked in and definitely coming? Has she approved of the idea? Has her team approved of the idea? So there just a lot of things like that to talk about and just like get on the same page with everyone. So I, in this meeting, it was basically me talking with another producer, the studio manager and the writer who came up with the idea just to make sure we were all on the same page and just to come up with, you know, some action items of what everyone needs to do from that meeting going forward. So after that, I went into our kitchen studio and asked if we could borrow some red wine and a cutting board for a shoot next week. And they were like, yeah, sure, no problem. And also knives from then, like, which was a really weird ask, like going in and be like, nice to meet you. Can I borrow a knife? And they're like, <laughs> 2 p.m. Tara met with the social media and video team again to discuss which videos performed best on their social platforms. Tara told us this insight is vital for her team to inform the direction of future content, for example. So something that we basically talk about in every video and social meeting is that our audience at EW loves anything to do with nostalgia. Like anything talking about an older movie or like a reunion or an older actress talking about a film they did like 15 years ago, they eat that up. So anytime we can make sure we're always on that pulse will be beneficial for us. So a whole series we do is strictly for anniversary dates. So I think recently was the anniversary of Mean Girls. Before that was like 13 going on 30. So a lot of times we brainstorm ideas so that we can highlight that video, but also make it evergreen. So for 13 going on 30, we decided to to do like the 10 best movies that involve body swaps. So like in 13 going on 30, she's obviously a 13 year old girl who wakes up in a 30 year old's body. We also include like 17 again or big with Tom Hanks. And that's really helpful for us because one, we're telling our social audience like, hey, remember 13 going on 30? Like it's the anniversary, like, yay, so fun, watch this video. But then we can also use that video later when it's like 17 again's anniversary or big's anniversary. Did you ever think that you'd be interested in the data side? Honestly, no, probably not. I I would have probably looked at it and been like, oh, like numbers, like scoff, like I don't know (laughs) like what that means. But data really does tell you everything you need to know about your videos. Like it's super, super important. Do you ever get discouraged by the numbers? Here and there. Like sometimes if you have like a really big shoot that you do a lot of work for and then you see it didn't perform as well as other videos, it's a little discouraging because you're like, Ugh, like sometimes like these text on screen videos, like the one for 13 going on 30 will do so much better than like our video for RuPaul's Drag Race. And it's like the time and effort that went into those are not equal at all. It's, it just matters like what the audience wants to watch at the end of the day. An hour later, Tara continued to make progress on her video, and by 4 p.m., Tara had a version of the project ready for colleagues to take a look at it and give feedback. Every person on the team naturally has their eyes peeled for certain mistakes, so teamwork makes the dream work. One person on my team, Morgan, is a really great writer, so she always catches grammar errors. Sam is a really great editor, so he'll be like, there's a flash frame right there where it's like a millisecond Mm -hmm. of like something different. 
And then our senior kind of takes like the final look at everything to make sure it's all good for posting. So yeah, a lot of people have different, you know, things that they can give to your edit. So we take in all of those considerations. Do you like that collaborative vibe in the office then? I do. Yeah, I really do. I think we all trust each other pretty well and we all understand that everyone has something like different to offer so it's nice and I like quality controlling other people's work too and I don't have a problem with doing it because they do it for me as well On this particular day that you mentioned, you weren't interviewing yourself, but sometimes your job description entails you to do shoots yourself. What is your interview style and how do you prepare for that? To prepare for interviews, I try to know as much about the project that the talent is coming in for. And knowing a little bit about them as a person is also super helpful. So I'll kind if I don't like watch the show or the movie that they're promoting, I might try to like watch it the night before or like read up like reviews on it. And I'll come up with questions or talk with the social team about questions that they want to ask. Sometimes it's not even about the project, but maybe like they're a person who is also like always linked with a particular like past project that we might want to like reference to. Recently, we, we had like Ashley Tisdale in and she was promoting music, but like everyone wants her to talk about high school musical. So like we have to ask her about high school musical too. So things like that will come up. In the last like week or so, I was interviewing some of the cast members from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. So I tried to like cram watch that like season one, like right before <laughs> they came in. And it's helpful because you can ask questions, but I always feel like sometimes they know if you've like seen it or not, if you like mispronounce a name or like if you ask like a follow-up question and they're like that doesn't have to do with anything like you know so just like I think my style and my approach is trying to know as much as possible about the thing so that you can actually just have an authentic conversation with that person Tara was out of the office by 5 30 and was home by 9 p.m and in bed by 11 p.m now it doesn't take her that long to get home but before the day's end Tara attended an acting class right after work We'll learn more about how she balances both next in part two of this series. So this is actually the first and only acting class I've ever taken. It's with a coach. His name is Anthony Abison, and his style is very like open and friendly and comfortable. I want to say there's like 10 to 15 people in the class and we all kind of sit in this like auditorium style room and there's like a small stage and people will come in and bring in monologues they're working on or scenes they're working on maybe for like an audition that's coming up or maybe just like another kind of like genre that they want to get good at and we'll all kind of watch and Anthony will critique them and you know give them tips on like how to change certain things or maybe like ask them to tell a story about their past that's like similar to you know whatever they're performing and it's it's really cool it's a two-hour class and it's honestly it's become like almost ritualistic and spiritual for me in a way going to this because I don't know, like the people there are just like magical people. And like, there's just, I I love like theater people and anyone like in that kind of realm because they're so empathetic and so caring and passionate and expressive. So being around that kind of like energy just like feels really, really good. 
What's your advice for aspiring entertainment associate producers? So I think producers are an interesting breed of people, like we talked about, because they do so many things. So my advice for an aspiring producer is never let somebody tell you that you should get good at just one thing. I think you should dip your toes into so many different things so that you are a valuable candidate to different companies. If you can do more than one thing, like the better your chances are at getting a job because they want people skilled in multiple things. So you just experienced a day in the life of an associate producer at Entertainment Weekly, but how does one actually become one? In part two of the Entertainment Daily series, join us as we go through Tara Reed's career journey and experiences leading up to where she is today. If there's one thing you should know about Tara as a person and a professional is that she knows how to stand up for herself and the causes she cares about. Learn how she got promoted at Entertainment Weekly from associate producer to video producer and how her passion for acting fits into her career picture. Stay tuned. At Experience a Day in the Life, we're building an online library of content all focused on a diddle or a day in the life of different jobs and professions across the world in all different industries. So if you want to share your a diddle, you can do so at xadiddle.com slash share dash my dash a diddle. That's x-a-d-i-t-l dot com slash share dash my dash a-d-i-t-l. Thanks for listening. Head over to exadiddle.com. That's X-A-D-I-T-L.com. There you can find the show notes for this series and more A Day in the Life articles. And you can get to know us and our guests more by joining our communities on social media. Follow at exadiddle on Instagram and on LinkedIn by searching for Krista Bow and Matt with one T Poe. If you learned something in this episode, please take some time to help our mission by leaving a positive rating and review of the show. Each week, we bring you a new interview series with guests from different jobs and different industries. In each series, we'll live a specific day in the life, hour by hour, and experience their career journey. So don't forget to subscribe.